hello, hello again. This is Loose Lips. I'm Ben Random, and this is our second chat today. This is overall the seventh feature instalment of Loose Lips. So if you're new to Loose Lips, let me tell you what it's about. I speak with people from a wide range of society, different walks of life, and I get them to tell their stories, to look to share a lot of optimism and lift the spirits during this time. So this is our second featured chat. The chat before was from Marco Huzak, who is the co-founder of Bundabus and Head On Show. So check that when you get opportunity. But right now we're gonna be speaking with Rob Chadwick. Thank you for everyone who's come through to the group. I'll join us now. Yes, mate. Here he is. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, mate. He's not jacking to my hair today. Do you know what? I was just saying to hey, um, just Marco in the chat in the chat before. It feels like we've got we've got to do a hair reveal. So this is that. Look at what's well, going on here. On. It's yeah. the bit at the sides that's proper burning me. What me? No me. All oh, right. Yeah. Saying that though, yeah, I could get I could get million bits. <laughs> mate, go for it. Model it on that pick there. Well, Mez has done a new dude, do you know what I mean? Look at the back. He's like shaved it a bit. Do you know like you get? But I've not had my hair shaved in about two years, I don't think. So, yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a weird one for me. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, but I'm, I think I'm going to go proper short next time. So I, think, I think it's had its day, mate. I'm, do you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to hopefully admit that I'm starting to lose my hair. Do you know what I mean? I've just got to realise it. Do you know, like it's thinning out right on top. So, so yeah, surely you want to keep more of it while you've got it? Nah, mate, I think I look all right with the skinhead, you know. So I'm just going to go for it. You're going to get a skinhead? Right, yeah. everybody who's in the group, because I'm sure I'll do, there's I'll do the questions charity. and comments firing off. Do we think that he should get a skinhead? Do it for charity. Yeah, I'll do it do for Do a sponsored shave. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll definitely do it. Look, I've got a spot on all that's literally just come today, so you can either talk to him or talk to me if I get bored. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> this is probably the uh, longest you've been home for a, for a bit of a stint, isn't it? Uh, it gets, I was just thinking about this before actually, it gets to this point now where I'm getting dead busy, but obviously I'm kind of selfishly enjoying this time, do you know what I mean, to just reflect and rebuild and, you know, could, you know, like just change up the companies a little bit with Jukebox, obviously had to adapt, so I've been working really heavily with Alex, which has been tough, but we've got there now, which is good, um, so it's just like life's on pause, isn't it, so you, while you've got this time, you just, you just want to change things up, obviously what we've been doing, which I'm sure we'll come on to, interviews, uh, the labels obviously had to change. Uh, all the documentaries had to like be put on hold, and so everything's just kind of like the last few weeks have just literally been changing everything up. Do you know what I mean? So it's been good though. It's been it's been challenging, but I've re I've kind of enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. There's a lot. I've been thinking that a lot of people have been hit by it, and I've kind of come out with it quite lucky, which is it is quite lucky in this industry because obviously all the festivals have postponed. I was gonna say, do, do so, you want to do you want to sort of um tell everybody what you do with all your various outlets and then we'll we'll, we'll pick off with uh, jukebox yeah if i can remember them all um <laughs> so jukebox obviously is my is my main sort of focus it's kind of my baby it's obviously alex's name but it's i've been heavily involved in it for like eight years now well nearly nine um i was in there from pretty much the start um there was just three of us and now there's 15 of us so um i'm now a director um which is where I work with Alex. I manage all the festivals and the staff and uh, and things like that. And, you know, there's no sort of hierarchy in the company, really. Uh, obviously, Alex has the final say, if you like, but we all just one big family and team. And I think that's um, why, we, why we've got to where we are, really, because we can all have our say and get forward and, and bring it all forward to the table, which is, which is good. Um, 
And, you know, it's been challenging, like I said, for the past sort of three, four weeks. But I really have really enjoyed that challenge personally. Um, it's been stressful, but I, I love kind of taking myself out of the comfort zone with it all. But, yeah, the festivals are now on hold, which is obviously, you know, it's safety first. Do you know what I mean? Obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's now we've, we've got we've kind of a, a PR company that works in so, total different remits anyway. We've got like tech companies. We work with bars. You know, we work on pop-up events and things like that. Um, you know, so that's kind of been our sort of um, what we've been focus. Focus, yeah. Um, rebuilding festivals for 2021 already. We've got a lot of things happening um, uh, over overseas, Australia way, and you know, Middle East. So that'll start to come back towards the start of the next year. Fingers crossed, which would obviously, and obviously, like I said, safety first. If it doesn't happen, then safety is obviously the the main focus. So. Um, so yeah, that starts to happen. And then uh, the label with Brett, I started off with labels kind of when I first moved to Leeds, really. I started with Darius Rossi in a way. I, I, I really owe a lot to him, really. And Darius is obviously, a lot of people know him that he's gone on to become really big in the DJ world. So I started working with him. He kind of gave me a little bit of apprenticeship. We had some really big names on it. We worked with Sasha and we worked with Paul Wolford, who obviously is now, he's massive in his own right. Uh, a few other people that have kind of gone off the boil, but big at the time, like Pierre Bucci and uh, Julian Chaptal, who were all quite big. Uh, and that, that kind of spilted out because obviously Darius got really big in his own right. He went off to work with Steve Lawler and I kind of wanted to take it in a different direction. So when Brett came along and Johnny Cade, who obviously is now the drummer of Maribu State, we decided to do something um, different, really, more techno ambient. Um, and you're going to ask me why it's called Catch. And for the reason, I have no idea. I still don't know. I wasn't going to ask you, but... Um, <laughs> no, I absolutely have no idea. Honestly, I don't. Um, we just came to it in Barcelona. We were on a bit of a sesh, as you do. And uh, <laughs> it was two days in, I think, and we just, me, Johnny and Brett, just had this idea of calling it catch, and then we rolled with it. Again, Johnny had to leave because, again, he had, you know, massive things coming in Maribu. Um, um, but he still kind of keeps in touch with us as well, which is great. Tom Nolan's been involved as well, who's, uh, who helps with the A&R. And then, um, yes, yeah, we've done events all over now, really. We've got, again, it's kind of been on pause. Re releases are still going. Um, and uh, But the events are now on hold, obviously, till, again, back end of the year. But we've got some stuff in Amsterdam. Obviously, we did residencies in London here in Leeds, uh, Barca as well. We've got a few things bubbling over in America. So, yeah, it's, it's good. It's busy. But, it's uh, again, it's got... to be, be slightly on hold. Have you got a regular in Gibraltar as well? Yeah. Gibraltar's more of a festival sort of thing. It's an outdoor, it's like, I say a festival at night. Festival's overused now, isn't it? But it's an outdoor, big outdoor event. It's, it's maybe not a festival, but it's more than an event. It's in between. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, but that's good. And we've, we've had, it's, you know, work with Kabir. He used to live below me when I lived with Ross Miller. People won't know Ross is, but, you know, on Broomfield where pretty much everybody lived at one point, didn't they? <laughs> uh, you know, um, and it was it was just uh, we met him there. He was going back to Jib and he started the events there, and it was good, man. It, it, it was it was been really effective. It's built up over the years. They didn't really know what techno was there, but the day part is more of a house thing. And then we kind of when we go back in October, we do like the, the techno side of it, which is good as well. And we have a good mashup with them. Like they they just they just look after you like we're full on artists, you know, like you like which is always nice. Uh, journalism as well. So we're, you know, it's kind of it's kind of um, again due to the current climate, taking a bit of a, you know, kind of stopped a little bit. But um, I still work with some major magazines, work with Clash, and uh, I've done some stuff for Mixed Mag, Metro, Evening Standard, Variety, you know, some big, big names now. And then some some more um, electronic sites like RA and stuff like that back in the day. So, yeah, that's good. I've interviewed 
Kasabian, obviously with you, um, or you did most of it, but I was there, obviously, uh, I weighed in, and then um, <laughs> Cribs, uh, Andrew Weatherall, obviously legend, Richie Orton, Sven, yeah, I've done pretty much all of them. I'm, there's a few on the list that I've not done. There's been talks of Phil Lobos here and there, which would be obviously one of my, uh, you know, that'd be amazing for me, but it, it's kind of in the works, and it kind of stopping, because he's, you know, he's a bit very close, and he's quite quiet with it all, and but we'll get there with it. Jeff Mills is another I've not done, but I'd love to do that as well. Um, Are you um, sort of in the position with that where in this lockdown you feel like, I'd have thought that I'd have been an area where you'd have been able to step up because there's more time to ring well, around I, or everybody's really busy with it. Do you know what? I, yeah, everybody's really busy with it, mate, because like they're all doing their own thing. I think they're all now because because um, because there's this lockdown, they're all focusing on, on their on their own projects. So as soon as this lockdown eases, I'm not saying it'll go away for a long time, especially with the events side of it. I think it's going to take a long time. Probably will be next year, late you know December early next year. I think pubs and clubs will start to open, but it'll be very much contained. You know, it won't be thousand capacity clubs. I think the likes of Fabric and the Mint Warehouse and all these you know thousand plus clubs. I think they 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 already know that it will take a little bit more time for them to open. I think the smaller clubs, maybe like your districts or your smaller line and lambs in London, I think they might reopen a little lot sooner, which is, again, you know, it all comes down to safety first. And, and, and the clubs will know that, do you know what I mean? They're not stupid. Um, so the artists, while that's happening, and the bigger artists will want to pay bigger clubs, bigger fees, obviously, um, will... We'll, um, We'll, we'll, have, we'll be working on their own projects up until then, I think. And I think they've already been told that by a agents and management that this is what's going to happen. You know, they're not stupid, these managers, especially when you look after artists of that calibre. Um, so I think it's already going that way. You see, that I've just been looking at NME before and all the, all the tours that are now completely rescheduled for next year. Just through fires, yeah, LG, you know. Falls. And it, yeah, it is what it is, mate. They'll all know. And, and obviously, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll want their projects to come off in the best line. Like, if they start announcing now for this year, you know, the press is just going to be on them. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't they? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's what it is. So. Um, and then that's it, really. Documentaries, obviously, we've started on those. I'm going back to, well, going back to film school. I started and it, it kind of stopped again, current climate. So that'll start back in July. Yeah, so go on, share that. So there's two. I got in, uh, I'm into New York Film Academy, which is yeah, yeah. And uh, that's going to be a screenplay course. I don't know anything about it really yet, uh, apart from being accepted. And I'm not sure what I'm going to be working on yet. Because there's like uh, the new curriculums coming into place, but the uh, um, the cinematography one is in London. Uh, it's supposed to start. I'm supposed to start on all the physical work uh, and and you know working the camera. Like, well, supposed to start in January, but then that was the lit came out, and then it was supposed to start at the end of this month, and then obviously it's now been rescheduled to July. So it's I've just been I'm just been doing all my research myself. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. So where's your base going to be? Uh, well, going to be living out in New York for a bit. Well, I'm in New York four times, five times a year. So what I will do is I will, it's, a, it's an online course. And what I'll do is when I want to go into like the studios that they have, I'll literally just plan it around the festivals that I've got over there. Because I've got like clients over there anyway. I'll just plan it around those um, those festivals really and go from there. I can go in at any time really. It's kind of an open book. It's not like a set course where you, you just have days where you, you know, you really- There's not like a, a curriculum or a set. Yeah, like... there is, there is a curriculum, but there's not, on the, and, and like a, a syllabus, but there's not, um, there's not like set days you can do it. Do you know what I mean? As long as you put the hours in each week and you time- Not like a set log... semester. Yeah, yeah. You log those hours that you do. It's quite open. I had to be like that because um, with my job really. Yeah, you just never know where I am. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I can be in Leeds three days a week, London four, Flip that, and then obviously I got my parents as well. I need to obviously oversee these days because you know, um, you know, they're not as uh, they're not as bright as my feet as they used to be. So it, you know, I've got a lot going on. Um, but it, how do you balance it all? 
I don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't really. I just wing it each week, man. You know what it's like for me. You know, sometimes I have to let people down, like yourself, or when we've got meetings scheduled, because it's just, I can just have to be on the ball for these clients, really, and it is the way it is. Um, you just you, you just kind of get used to it all. Do you know what I mean? I, I really enjoy the, the fact that my days are different every day. Uh, I don't like the fact that I couldn't be in an office with a shirt and tie on on that central line in London like some of the lads and the girls are. You know, they love it, don't get wrong, and it's for them. But I couldn't get up at half six in the morning. Sometimes I do when I'm when I'm when I want to get on it, when I get when I get work done and get on it. But I don't want to be getting up at half six just to get on a shirt and tie get on that central line or do you know what I mean? No way, man. It's bad enough as it is London without doing all that. So yeah, no, not for me, mate. Not for me. But you know, it's, it's I enjoy it though, mate. I enjoy um I just I, I just love the fact that I'm just testing myself every day, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I, I mean? Gonna, I was gonna say that. It seems like, like you're wanting to always push yourself. Yeah, mate, like why wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? We're not here for a long time and you know, last year was just a killer man, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? I want of a better word, you know, that's probably the worst terminology, but it was just I just wanted to learn from the lads that, you know, I feel as though they sacrificed a lot for us so we so my me and my mates could go away and not and, and learn, do you know what I mean? I think that was a, a real real pushing point for me to just turn the screw even more in my career. Um you know what I mean? So yeah, it was a, it was a it was a year where we just wanted to move on from it and learn ourselves. And I think all my friendship group have, you know, yourself. Um, I see the likes of Donny as well, who's 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 you know kicked on and and said he didn't want to you know keep keep going out all the time. And you know he's now refreshed himself, and I want to do the same. So it was just a big turning point for me. You know what I mean? And God rest their souls. You know what I mean? I miss them every day. You know, Jody Lee and. And uh, you know, and and uh, Naif. So yeah, you know, it was it was what it is really. So yeah, I thought this year, even though it's not started off well, I know that we can work on it. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's given me this time to sort of reflect and, and move forward with it all. I think it's just the only way I could ever look. Really, I just always wanted to just take myself out of the comfort zone with inner city and all the talks that we've done and stuff in New York, and just roll with it. And if it doesn't come off, I failed loads of times, and that's the one thing I like as well. Not, I can't be afraid to fail. Do you know what I mean? Because if you fail and you'll kick on the next time, it is what it is. So talk us through when you first came to Leeds, because I know you had a real mad passion for when you were involved with the O2. Well, the O2 is 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 the, is the pinnacle of of why I'm even remotely successful. And I don't class myself to be sexual, successful at all, but to be able to get to where I've got. It's because of the auto case closed. So you, you you're meeting tour reps, Steve Ireland, who's been in the field for forty years. He was at very first Glastonbury. You know, knowledge like that you don't get. Um, he's obviously one of the heads of the of AMG now. He looks after all the venues in in the country, and I still speak to him to this day. He's my go-to guy. Do you know what I mean? He's like the most. He's like the what is it? The you know the the, the most successful person in my side of, of the work. A solid mentor. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, people like Foz, who came on to do Pet Sounds with, um, and, and obviously Dirty Disco, um, you know, even Stu, obviously, who I knew before that, uh, Denny, and all the tour reps. I mean, even meeting the bands and the band managers like, you know, Kasabian and going out with Jamie T and Primal Scream and all these people that you, you know, meeting like, um, uh, what's the magician called? I can't remember his name now. From Dynamo. Dynamo. Uh, you know, uh, Ian Brown, who, was, who had his family working from selling tickets outside, do you know what I mean? Just a family-operated thing, and he was just out there. His family just knocking off tickets for people. I'm like, this is <laughs> mint. Do you know what I mean? And you see him down Call Lane um, just getting steamboated. It was good, man, you know, in a portal back in the day. Um, 
and you end up chilling out with him and you know all, all you know all those things I just I just class as the best time of my life do you know what I mean I just I just so enjoyed it I just I enjoyed just sponging all this information that I would never have got you know learn how to manage a big show uh ticketing uh promotion marketing all just came into one do you know what I mean um because they're all in house team they don't they don't they often sometimes get um uh, market outside the company but not always it's usually an in-house thing which is perfect because i just learned so much um but it was good yeah it's good um and then yeah that, that was it i sadly had to leave because there was the, the, the you know some other companies coming and took, took over pet sounds which we didn't want and um, we hated it actually uh propaganda um who, who, were, who were good don't get wrong but you know pet sounds is our baby we had, they had one in sheffield but they all had one in leeds really two the only two venues to do it at that time so um so pet sounds was our baby but then the, yeah the the the, the high ups or the people in in the head office in brixton just you know decided it wasn't it wasn't gonna go anymore even though we were selling out lords all the time and we had people in there some we had block party in there and a few others and so yeah i mean it was a sad time really i had to leave and i, and I regrouped and um went to birmingham for a bit after that um worked to manage the um a venue in there called the vaults it was good um wasn't quite the same as your two but it was it was it was good but then i, I learned how to manage a, a venue on my own and then came back and then that's where jukebox took off really alex gave me an opportunity gave me the ball and i just kind of run with it a little bit really took off from chris Halliday, who was uh an eye water experience to say the least but in a good way and he taught me taught me everything really within a week and then he, he went on and then he went to the egg i think in london yeah uh and then yeah, that's it. From there, it's just snowballed, really. Do you think it's mad the circle that we grew up with in the sort of going out stage of our lives are now pretty much key figures in a lot of you know influential venues or festivals up and down the country? Sorry, you broke that. You broke up a slight there, Ben. Do you think it's mad how influential you know the people that we came up with in the scene are now like key figures in a lot of these venues across the country? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's. Well, I knew it was going to happen. I kind of knew you can you can you can you can always, you can always t tell who's quality and, who, and who's who's a, who's a chancer. Do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, people like Foz. It just Foz is the best promoter in the country. Fact, fact. Do you know what I mean? There's not some. Blink thing is right. He's mint on social media now, right? But before that came into play, he was just selling out shows before social media was in charge. Martin Newton's another one as well. You know, he's mint as well. So, like, in, in a different way, like, obviously, Foz is on a, like, a, you know, he, he works on a, like, a 1,000, 1,200 capacity and does the festivals. Obviously, Mark's obviously kingpin, isn't he? But uh, those two, I think, are, the, are absolutely just on another level. Do you know what I mean? And, um, uh, and I just think, you know, uh, all the people that I know of, like that Chris Alder is a great one, Matt Long's another... Uh, all in different ways though do you know what I mean like they all promote totally differently but they've all gone on to be really successful uh, you know Long he's not, not doing as much um, on the musical side now obviously he's involved in venues and stuff but he's more on the food side and he's smashing it in that department do you know what I mean and got really big contracts with BBC and things like that which is just brilliant really um, but again he had a similar sort of running to me because he, he kind of like um, was mentored by Steve Alley and obviously gone on that direction do you know what I mean so everybody's had somebody to look up to and, and work towards and that's quite one thing about Leeds I couldn't have done that in London and I certainly couldn't have done it with it in the current climate of having social media around because the people can get into the music industry now quite well not as easy but there's more sort of room to try and get into the music industry and then it sort of kind of tailors into this top of the triangle where 
there's still not there's still as many jobs as there were back 10 years ago but the access is easier because you've got you can do it at uni now you can learn to dj at school do you know what i mean all these kind of factors have come in now uh, where you where, where i had to go onto parkinson steps for three hours in the piss rain or five hours <laughs> in the piss rain coming in sideways to trying to get to know people do you know what i mean and that's the way i did it really um luckily i pulled you know facebook was just coming in then and i posted that that green velvet event that dirty disco had and Stu came up to me. No, he messaged me on Facebook saying, "Mate, you got my uh, you got my flyer on your wall on your Facebook wall." I was like, "Oh, sorry, mate." Like, no, 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 it's fine. I, you know, if you're really into it, why you come work for me? And then they started in the guest list when you know you used to write the guest list out. Yeah, yeah. Get, like quit a name if they came in. So I was doing that at first, uh, as well as flyering. And then he kind of uh, he said, "Listen, mate, you, you know, you, you get you get really good. You're doing the door. You get to meet people. You're talkative. Come and work on the festivals for me because they were doing festivals of gate crashing at, uh, back then. Mm. You know, uh, summer sound system." Yeah, that was it. So, That's still one of my favourite festivals of all time, Matt. The one in Leeds was brilliant, you know. The I think it was the 2007. Do you know what it was, mate? It was the day... Be, it was, I think it was on the day after that Daft Punk show. Do you know when Daft Punk was in Leeds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to that. I got a ticket. Um, I got a ticket last minute from a guy, on, from a bouncer outside of uh, the bar in Chapalton. He's like, mate, I've got these tickets to Daft Punk. I can't go. I didn't even know the guy. I was like, yeah, it's LCD sound system. And then Daft Punk, you, you, you couldn't even make that up, could you now? Um, still sick. That was a week before first Glastonbury as well. Yeah. Well, that's another story as well. Because that, the, the, that Glastonbury, well, I'll go into that in a second, but that, 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 so that was that. And then I think, I'm pretty sure, because that was on a Saturday. And then, I'm, if I remember something correctly, some sound system was on a Sunday. Nah, Daft Punk was on Sunday. Daft Punk was on Sunday. So maybe, maybe some sound system was like a week later then. Anyway, it was, they were definitely right close. And, that like the the Daft Punk show and the Gate Crush Samson show, they kind of like came to my head. Shall I do this for a living? Shall, shall I get into it? Because I was always an hospitality man. I was always, I was brought up in pubs. I was working on these hospitality shows. So I was like, you yeah, know, I'm really enjoying this. And she's giving me a little bit of a platform, and, and and you kick the door up a little bit. And then it was just Glastonbury after that that tipped it over. Really, I was just like, you know, it was just yeah. I've got to, got to try and give it a go. Even if, if if it doesn't work out, I'll give it a try. I've had a try, do you know what I mean? And certainly back then, not envisaging that it would ever work out to anything and I could sustain a living. Because, but Glastonbury's just been obviously a godsend. You know, you, you, every, every time you've got Glastonbury, it's different and, and it just inspires me even more. It's like that kind of break in your year where you you uh, you, you think, all right, let me change this up. You've got a Glastonbury, it just inspires you. you. You know, you usually come back from a festival and you're like knackered and you, you just want a week off. But Glastonbury's like, you just want to go up the next day when you come back and start writing and shit. And, and I'm totally like that. It's just, it's like a breath of fresh air in it. Burning Man's another one, but I went to Burning Man and I didn't respect it at all. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I do respect it now when I go back. I, I want to do things right. You know, people went, you know, you go to Glastonbury, you go to Burning Man, you go, did you find yourself? I was like, mate, I didn't find my fucking bike half the time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? You either lose it because you're, you know, you're wazzocked or you, you lose it because the fucking art cars are moving, but you don't realise the art cars are moving, do you? So you go looking for your bike and then Brett's tied his bike up to yours. You can't find <laughs> Brett, so you're having to walk back in the sand with two pissing bikes. Sorry for swearing, by the way. It's so good yeah. to get involved. But no, switching it back to Glasgow before we go fully into Burning Man then. Would you like to cover off the different ways that you've reviewed Glastonbury? Because you, you have a slightly different experience to everybody else. So I pitch it to a magazine or a paper. Some say yes, some say no. I have been rejected before. It's not an easy process. You, you know, there's always a certain amount of um, press tickets. Um, 
So um, I've done a straight review, a stand-up review before it's been in print and online. And then I've done ways where I just wanted to change it up. So I've been like, uh, worked behind a bar, uh, worked backstage, worked on a stall and just get different experiences from people that can't actually see, excuse me, can't actually see the festival. Do you know what I mean? They don't get a chance to see the festival because the people work on rotation or on a, on a rotor. Um, so they can't always um, get to see the festival. They get to see it for, what, three, four hours a day, sometimes not at the right times. You can miss all the headline bands. And I was just like, you know, that'd be torture, wouldn't it, really? You know, you feel all these people having fun around you. So I just wanted to get that experience as well, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's not always about the bands. People, you know, people that have never been going, wow, all these bands are on. But there's so much more to it, isn't there? Mm. You, know I mean? you can't even get around it all. You know what I mean? And but, when you, I like I like coming back though, and people have a different experience. Even when you go back to your tent and go, "What did you do?" And you're like, "Man, it's the best times." Like we have. Well, well, let's talk about it for the next six hours and not go to bed. Yeah, like, exactly. And then hear some music trickling away, and then try. And then I said the music starts at eleven o'clock. It's like fuck, I've not been in bed yet. So you like, you go all right, come on, then let's just go on it. Like, but that's the that's the beauty of that's the beauty of it. You don't really think things like you're getting tired. So. But also, when when you are doing those like different roles, I remember that year, and you actually worked the shift. It's not like you're just dipping in. You didn't you work a full eight hour bar shift, and you were you are getting bar, fully indulged. I worked an eight hour bar shift. Was right in the mix as well. So it was right in between the uh, pyramid and um, pyramid and other stage. So it's like yeah. on that on that cusp of where it's really busy. You know what I mean? Um, just behind the main stage, the stage, and then what yeah, the like? stall. Hectic. You've been. It was Luke's bar. Do you know the yeah, one? Yeah, but what it likes to work. Yeah, busy. Yeah, but it was not too bad because all the drinks were set, so all the drinks were pre-made, kind of thing, and you just add the topper in. Do you know, so it was like cocktails and whiskey and stuff. So there's a kind of a good rotation. Do you know what I mean? People were, were making the cocktails. You just serve them, take the money. So, but it was good, man. And it, it was it was nice to see how how the other sides live, really, if you like. Mm. Uh, and you get to go on the campsite early. You get to go in two days early, which is a godsend. Not queuing. You can even stay a day later if you want and do the after party, which I didn't. Um, but you can stay a day later and de-rig if you like. And that's quite a good experience. I mean, going in early was weird, though, because there's literally about 300 people on site. It's like a ghost town. And it's not it's all still like open yet, is it? It's still all grid. No, there's a, few bar, there's a few bars open, you know, to have a few drinks after you after you set up and stuff. So this mm. thing's open. And there's a couple of little bands on that have got there early, like amateur bands and that, um, which is good. But it's very, very peculiar. It's a, you know, it's quite, it, it, once you get, once you wake up on a Wednesday morning or and you're, you know what I mean, set up, lights are on, it's like, oh man, I couldn't be asked coming in then. But it, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I can't wait for next year. It's a shame it's not on this year, but you know what I mean? You've got to do what you got to do, you know. Um, I was really looking forward to this year. I thought they'd really upped it on the, on the, uh, the lineup. I was really enjoying, I was looking forward to the lineup actually. I thought it was really well worked out. Uh, and then we, when they've got the, when they've got to add all the dance acts in as well, um, I think this year would have been, one of the best ones yet. Shame, shame they didn't go down the you know the heritage route a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Being fifty years, you know. With, well, they uh, might have done behind the scenes, but yeah. does next year does next year become their fiftieth year? And also, is this now classed as a fallow year, so that it's an extension of another five or four or whatever the run is? What do you reckon? I think it will be classed as fiftieth year. I think they've had a, they've had a lot riding on it this year. Do you know what I mean? I think they'll have done a lot to make it extra special. Um, God knows what the ticket ratio would have been in terms of age groups because maybe a lot of the older generation, you know, uh, would have um, would have really enjoyed going back for one-off. Do you know what I mean? So maybe they, they, they you know, what I mean when they work out, you know, so they might have uh, accommodated them a little bit more. 
Um, but I think it will be the 50th year. And I think, like I said, I think it probably will be used as a, as a year to just, you know, I mean, mellow the grass out a little bit and do, do what they need to do. But even right down to people designing the bins and stuff, they, they redesign the bins every year. So it's just so well worked out isn't it and it's a shame for those the mad operations because yeah because they'll, they'll well it they'll well started it wouldn't they they'll have started you know getting everything together probably january really i reckon so yeah it's a shame really right up to the bookers but um yeah they'll they'll be fine what they it's, it's the smaller festivals that i feel for you know what i mean that, that might not be able to last um another year really um you just never know. Yeah, we're speak, we're speaking with Ralph, and um, what he mentioned is, and it's sort of, it's sort of obvious when he, he said it, but you don't really focus on it. And it's that the festivals put such a massive outlay, and obviously they recoup by what's been spent at the festival. You, mm -hmm. you, it makes sense when he says it, but you wouldn't really think of that. So a lot of people's wages, they're based, so they could be working months on just like making ends meet. The big bonus payoff is the festival, and now yeah. they've missed that, like, that allure, that, that bonus. Yeah, well, I mean, in a city itself was literally the last festival to, to make it, wasn't it? Yeah. Or event to make it. So, you know... Um, and that's been a uh, that's been amazing for Leeds. I must admit, um, I'm sure you could kind of come on to that. But um, but yeah, it is what it is, mate. You know, people people sacrifice the whole sort of life for for six months to sh sweat and stress. Um, we well, were the lucky ones that obviously do a side of it, which probably does go noticed a little bit in the PR world, but a side of it where it's not as affected. Um, so we're, we're lucky. But yeah, but with your clients, how 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 are your clients? How are your clients sort of uh, adapting and responding to it? Because essentially, you know, the festival ones—it's it's as positive as they possibly can be. But it, it, you know, we've just got to respect the fact that you know this is their livelihood. It is our livelihood too. Don't get it wrong. But we've got to, um, we've just got to help them as much as we can. Give as much advice as we, uh, advice as we possibly can. Uh, and then they'll go away and, and, and chat with their team and then we'll come back and make a plan of how we move forward. Um, a lot of the festivals we work with, I reckon probably 80% of them will, will return. And sadly, probably 20% of them, you know, might sadly have to, have to, have to fall, which is, is, is sad. But, you know, we've been working with a lot of big festivals recently that, you know, um, have been going for years and, and, and will probably survive it. But yeah, it, there's a couple that, that, that might, it might not, but so you know, it, you know, it's it's such a sad scenario, really. But it, it's nothing we can only do our bit to help them move forward, and and obviously we will because that's what we do. I'd, I'd rather sacrifice my wage to help them. Do you know what I mean? Don't hundred percent. That's that's coming from me, and I know Alex has been the same. Um, you know, we we work, our, we do our best to make sure that our clients are as safe as possible to move forward in what they're doing. So that's that's why I love jukebox so much, really. So. Yeah, but Inner City's been great, and like I said, they got in, they got they got their event out there just in time, um, and it looked and, and you know what I mean they've just been doing great, and for Leeds it's just been something that it, the city needed. Obviously, like I said, Matt Newton and, and Matt and all them are involved, so they've been coming and, and really helped boost really really help boost the event. Um, and uh, Ralph's been great, obviously, and, and Ben and all the people behind it, and I think this year, um, it you know doing the talks like what we do. It was the best one. It was the, by far the best one in terms of um, turnout. Turnout, uh, the way we formatted it, the, the organisation of it as well, and the venue was just fantastic. Um, you just felt the, the you just felt the audience was engaged in it. Do you know what I mean? A lot more. I enjoyed the wardrobe and 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 the, and the one at 
excuse me, at the uh, um, Belgrave. The Belgrave was great as well, but this one I thought was was, was the best one. Yeah, well, I wasn't able to attend this year's, but uh, when I was speaking with Ralph about it, anyone who's in the group is not familiar. Inner City Electronic is an electronic based day day festival event. Um, so it yeah. takes part at various venues across the city where there's different musical acts that are involved. There's also workshops and and also talks as well and uh, panel talks. And um, yeah, he said that one of the reasons that they wanted to move it from June to March was the fact that they wanted to incorporate a lot more with the students and then that's why they had the access now to the College of Music. But I think it makes sense, the College of Music and that being the hub. But I thought it was brave of them to move it from June, but obviously it's paid well, uh, massive significance. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Again, like I said, students. And, and it's not it's not an event that relies on the weather. Do you know what I mean mm. as well? So that was obviously a main, a main focus. It's all indoors, so... Pretty much, yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's all indoors. Yeah, there's not anything outside, so it doesn't rely on the weather. The students can be involved, and it's not. It's not got any sort of uh, rivals then as well. You know, you're not. You're not because Leeds is a small city. You know, uh, inner city is now known around the country, probably in Europe. We're stepping all around the country. Well, that's the goal. They said that they wanted to have a, a sonar sort of feel. Yeah, I think it's getting there. You know, I mean, it, you know, listen, sonar is huge, but uh, it's it's got its own sort of niche, um, and and for the size of Leeds. Um, for what and for what Leeds wants to offer is perfect. You know, you've got the music, you've got the you've got the the knowledge, the understanding, you've got the people behind it that know what they're doing. You know, um, and it's definitely drafting people from all over the country. I think uh, I think the the lineups have been fantastic. The venues are well put together. The sound systems in there are, are brilliant, um, and you're just working with people that and, and you've got you've got the right clientele coming, the right mixture. It's something for everybody, which is obviously. The, the the way the world's turning right now, which is great. Um, it feels polished in a high calibre though as well, doesn't it? it, does, it, it, is, it, it is this its third year? It third feels year, like it's yeah. the more established. Yeah, I think, you know, to, to have the success they had in the first year and then kick on and have a great second year and then the third year has just been phenomenal. And, the, you know, I think ticket sales were where they want to be and, and the lineups were where they want to be. The artworks, like I said, it's polished. It's got a good all-round standpoint. It's, I really enjoy it. It's a pleasure to work with them guys, and it's an honour to work with them, really, because you know you, you you're, you're interviewing some people that you know um, have been around the block. I mean, interviewing Weirdcore, who's obviously the next step towards Apex Twins, pretty big. And from my uh, standpoint, interviewing Mr. Scruff was great because he's a ledge. Uh, and, uh, Greg also, Richards. Greg Richards was a good one for me as well. Um, uh, and who else did it? do obviously if you like you know people like mark and uh, kelly lee owens last year and so uh, you know in the space of three years i've been involved in some really good good stuff there from a personal standpoint but more to the point it's just been uh it's just been nice to work with those guys because they're, they're the top quality people yeah and then are you doing something with clothing <coughs> i see you keep teasing something like you, you're doing something uh, yeah so it's very early stages mate but yeah i i've been asked to i just um i'm rusted as you know i'm massive into jackets so I've been speaking to a few people, a couple of designers that I know that work for some bigger labels and they went, just, just throw some ideas in the hat, mate. You know what I mean? You've got good, you know, you seem to have good fashion sense to, to some people. Some people think <laughs> I'm a jacket sense. Some people think I have shit fashion sense, but it's easy to run. But yeah, so there's a, a couple of guys that work for some, um, that design clothes, some bigger labels um, and um, some stuff have done some some stuff for H and M. Some have done some stuff for Pretty Green and what have you. Um, I just met him uh, in London. Uh, one of them met a line in Lime in London. Didn't know him. Uh, met him in the toilet as you do. Uh, and then uh, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I've known the guy from H and M because he was a he's a mate. He's a 
it's a brother of one of my mates uh, in London. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then yeah, I, I just said, you know, I'll come up with some ideas on my own. Uh, I've got a few things in the pipeline, it's, and and then I'm just get, I'm just getting done them all now and rendering them all up on on card on my, my mate Liam has. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to send them off, really, and see what comes. So it's a very early stage. It'll definitely happen, it, it, for me anyway. Um, and, it, and hopefully, it might kick on to other things with other people. So, well, it's, like I say, it's early stages, though. But, it'll, yeah, I reckon it'll come into fruition maybe uh, probably 18 months, I reckon. Quite a while away, yeah, because, again, it's got back onto it. But current climate is just, you know, it, you don't know what's going to happen, do you, really? You just really don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that, mate. There's a lot of good things coming up that I'm really excited about. But again, with life being on pause a little bit for everybody, you just well, can't Is get... it pause or is it reset? This is pause. what I'm sort of asking if it comes up. Is it pause or is it reset? I think a bit of both. I think a bit of both. I think you can pause. No, it has to be one or the other. You've got to be, yeah. you can't be on fence. It's got, I think it's, it's red or blue pill time. Is it rest or, or oh, sorry, God. is it reset or is it pause? Can I have half and half? No. Um, yeah, okay, we'll go with reset because I think it sounds more positive. Pause is... Yes. Pause, pause, pause does sound like it's a bit, you know, you're just waiting for things to happen. But, yeah, reset, I think you can, you, you know, you, you can definitely go away and just, re, like I said, just just fine-tune what you've already got coming up, which I have been doing, really. And I've been working... I won't say I've been working around the clock. Uh, I've been putting, you know, standard hours in, not like usual where you put in sometimes 16 hours in. I've been I've not been doing that. I will hopefully admit that I've been, you know, working a steady shit. Sometimes yeah. I feel you're a bit guilty on yourself if you don't do those hours, which is crazy well, I, because you do work hard. And I sometimes thought, I think, yeah, give yourself the credit. But I don't work hard all the time. I do I do work hard. But then I'll have days where I'm having, like, you know, uh, where I'll just probably put in six, seven hours and you, you feel as though you're not enough. And then I'll work and I'll probably get a little bit guilty and then I'll do, I'll, I'll do 12 hours the next day. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, if it yeah. works for you, it but I love it. I love it. I love, yeah, I love it. I love it. I've nothing else to... Uh, I've nothing else to say. It sounds really sad, this, because I've got all my friends and all my family, but I've nothing else to live for, man. No, it, um, I just, you know what I mean? I'm, I, you know, I'm single. I'm just enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, I, I, my mind is, I wake up sometimes at half four in the morning with an idea and write it down so I can wake up to it the next morning and just kick on with it. I've always been like that, though. I was like that at school. And certainly I like that at college, um, even though I got kicked out a couple of times. What did you um, do at college? I did hospitality management. Yeah, yeah. I went to a good college as well, um, but I was only 18 at the time. And I took a lot of 16-year-olds to the pub, got them all twatted, and then we went to the, um, we went to this, uh, we, we had, well, so I went to the pub, we got all, we got all leathered, because I was the only one that was 18, so I was buying all the drinks for everybody. <laughs> went back and we had, uh, we had a cooking class, because it, so, it was hospitality, but you were learning how to cook as well. And do you know them steamers, that you, you open like that, but they all, all steam comes out, but they're really pressurised ones, so they've got like, so I, the guy just went up to it and he was pissed that he did and he just wazzed it open and it just smashed this girl in the face and I can only describe to you she had a face like a Japanese flag it was just white and it was pink around here and I was like yeah I'm definitely get, getting done here so yeah I was, I was two days and I was out of there excluded yeah because you know it is what it is like but I've, I've become a better person for it now do you know what I mean <laughs> um, yeah no, do it's you not, think not, I'm enjoying it uh, do, do you think um the time of Leeds when we're all coming through. Are you are you writing a book subtly? Are you? Is there some? You, you seem to be like gathering uh, there's, memoirs. There's, 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 yeah, I've written. Oh God, have a look. Just one second, mate. Let me have a look how much I've written. Uh, so I've written a screen. Well, I'm, I've done all the ideas for a screenplay about uh, about the guy from um, KFC, the Colonel. 
I'm talking to somebody about that um, the next couple of days. You've done yeah. what? So look, can you see? Can you see that? Do you see, do just, you see that? Just saw cricket. We just saw cricket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the idea. Sorry, cricket's on. That's the But yeah, so that's the idea and the interesting fact about the Colonel and how he, he, if you read about his story, it's fascinating. I was just really um, into it and how he became a nothing to somebody. Uh, and obviously, he's, he's obviously dead now, but he's uh, he just made loads of money, but he did it in the right way. So that's something. And then, yeah, I've done something about Leeds a lot as well. Obviously, can't mention any names. Uh, they're all fake names because obviously we'd all be in jail. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's good, though, mate. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of it's uh, true, but kind of um, how do you put it? Uh, been uh, Hollywooded, if you like. It's uh, it's got some sort of elaborated, uh, elaborated. That's the word. Yeah, it's good though. It, it, it's not like any anything super bad, but it's funny. I don't think things could be any more elaborated by some of the stuff that popped up. People won't believe it's happened. It's man. Toning it down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not bad at all. It's 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 generally quite funny, mate. I'm obviously not putting anybody in the ring or anything. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, no, it's good, mate. Yeah, so I mean, it, again, I mean, I, I kind of uh, I kind of started it, and then now I've gone on to screenplay, and there's only I've only got one pair of hands. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, again, I mean, there's people have been offering me to uh, self-fund a book and stuff, uh, helping to fund it and self-fund it. Do you know what I mean? So, it's an it's something that's on the table. Uh, and I've, I've been putting the hours in on it, but um, again, it'll be there's no time limit on it. I give myself a few years in it because I think there's still more to offer with the story. I think there's a, a lot of them, a lot of my mates are just uh, still really smashing it in their own world, and the people that I want to be involved in it, um, they're not a finished article. Do you know what I mean? In the in the best possible way, it's not like yeah, oh my yeah. God, they've got to go out and do more to make this book good, or to it's just I feel as though the, the story's not finished. So it could be fucking 20 years, do you know what I mean? But I think it'd be good, do you know what I mean? And it's funny, it's got legs. I, if, I don't really make myself laugh often, but I was laughing at this and it was kind of like, yeah, I think it's got, I think it's got somewhere to go. Uh, but it, like I said, it, it's a stop-start one, do you know what I mean? Where I think the other things that I've been working on have just kind of taken over a little bit, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. But it'd be good, though. Yeah, it'd be worth a read. It's got a good few pages. Addy keeps uh, getting me to ask what happened at the Kappa Festival. Is this something that could be a story in itself? Right, so... Um, right, here we go. Uh, so, uh, I went to Kappa Festival. This was when I was still coming up in Jukebox. Um, disclaimer is, I've never been like this again at Jukebox, and I never would be. You know, I've always... <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I like a party like the next person. In fact, I love a party like the next person. But when I'm on Jukebox hours, no. Do you know what I mean? It's just a no-go, and I've never, I've never been like this again. Uh, but I went to the Kappa. I was looking after a few uh, journalists, and uh, you know, I had a full bottle of vodka, basically, like in the baking heat. But you know, it's a free bar, so you're just pouring it and pouring it. You never realise how drunk you're getting because when you're outside, it's all right when you're inside. And you go outside, you can notice it, can't you? But when you're outside, when you're just outside, you just don't feel it coming on. Went up to the stage, you know. Um, when you went up to the stage, uh, it's like, what, 12, 15 feet? What's 15 feet? Yeah, probably about 12, 15 feet, looking at it. Um, and if you've ever seen Kappa stage, it's a long warehouse space, isn't it? It's massive. It's probably one of the most historic sort of festival stages going now. Not obviously Glastonbury Pyramid, but it's, it's, it's getting there in Europe, especially for the techno events. Anyway, 
so I'm dancing away and I just remember falling backwards off this stage and then I just I kind of think my I just kind of remember my eyes just closing <laughs> and I landed on luckily landed on this this you know it's the industrial bin so you dropped 15 feet? No, I wasn't 15 feet. So this bin was like maybe, what are they like? It was quite a big bin. What are they, them bins, you know, you have like flat bins, you know, like probably like, what is it, five feet off the ground? Yeah. I landed on that, but I luckily landed on a plastic bit and it dented a little bit. Like, like you know, Batman landed in. in yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, 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 the next thing I know, I wake up like 28 days later in the medical tent with fucking shit hanging out my arms. And I just ripped them all off. And I, you've never seen, I run like Mel Gibson in Gallipoli, do you know, like, um, <laughs> just pegged it, like, and and, and then I, I, I just woke up in bed. God knows I've got a military in, so I don't know the city at all. Nobody speaks the lingo, obviously, you know, uh, you know, so I, I, I need to get back to the, the apartment. The next day, um, I come back to the festival because it's a two-day festival. God, God knows it was a one-day festival. I'd have, I'd have probably not remembered any of it. But I came back the next day, and I just looked at this medical tent, and I'm like, fuck me. And then I looked at the bar, and I was like, what? And it's just started to come back to me. And then everybody's looking at me, but I'm sober at this point. It's not like <laughs> I'm off my head. I'm just I'm like, why the fuck is everybody looking at me? These girls, these scantily clad girls looking at me. I was like, what? Like, Junie comes up, it's like, you okay? It's like, yeah why are you and and he just started to piece it all back together for me uh safe to say i got a bit of a warning um and uh and uh, yeah i've never been like that since you know i've like listen i've had a party and i still do i'm now you know i hold my hands up i'm no uh, no sane but when it comes to jukebox I, the the way i came forward it was a, it was a story that i'm quite glad i had because i knew that i never wanted to be like that again it was when i'm in, when i'm under jukebox under the under that banner and just want to be as professional as I can be at all times. Yeah, so I'm having a drink and that here and there, but I save my rowdiness for when I'm with my mates nowadays, you know what I mean? But it's a good story, and, and, and it's one I actually tell some of the staff that go away at festivals, like, just don't be like me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's that, do you know what I mean? Just don't be like me ever, and you'll get far. Um, there's a few more stories. The, the, the block party story is better, but I'll let Foz, have you have got Foz coming on? No, I haven't had Foz on. I don't know if he'll be on get it. Foz on he, don't like these, he don't like these sort of stuff. I've tried to interview him before, and he don't like it. Get get Foz on and tell him I'll leave that one this one for him. But the block party story when we took him to Dirty Disco, it's a fucking belter. They split up two weeks later, you know. I'm telling you that, <laughs> mate. We took him, we took him to, we took him to Dirty Disco. I'm not being funny, mate. Um, Russell, the day, the bassist, fell out the fucking club, mate. We had to, we had to practically drag him out. And his girlfriend's behind going, I think they split up two weeks later as well. He's <laughs> a nice guy. Man, that was a good one. I'll let Foz tell you that. The, the, one, who, the, the one about Liam Gallagher that he's got to belt as well. Sorry, that, the yeah. DC-10 one. Yeah, I'll try to get him on. I'll try to get him on, actually. That's a good shout. Yeah, the, the, the DC-10 one, when he, when he literally wiped the bar down, Liam Gallagher just went, yeah, I don't want one of them shit drinks, mate. Just fucking was them all off in about a thousand drinks tokens and just smashed them out through with it. That's a good one, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went there, but yeah. Um, oh, shit. Drink. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, I mean, that happened, mate. But like I said, I mean, the... the, the the serious point is that is that you know I just didn't want to be like that in that environment again. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll always have a laugh and a joke, and I make mistakes constantly, which is how you learn. But yeah, the kappa thing really opened my eyes up. So just not just not being that wazzock when you um, when you're in those sort of environments because you are unsure and you do want the best for the company. It doesn't look good for Alex. It doesn't look good for me. It doesn't look good for the company most of all. And um, you know it was it was it was good at the time. 
and it was funny to look back on. You do have a laugh about it, but you know, <laughs> box jukebox is my life, man. So um, yeah, I always uh, every time somebody goes to a festival, we've got like new staff coming in or interns or whatever. I tell them that story so they can have a laugh about it, but then kind of turn it back on how serious it is to be professional at all times when you're in that sort of environment. Luckily, we, they found the funny side to it though, Kappa, and we start, we kept on working with them for years afterwards. I mean, we don't work with them anymore, sadly, but um, yeah, Junior found it funny and was emailing me afterwards saying, mad, you're crazy. And But yeah, they're, they're a wicked team, by the way, of Kappa. They're, they're like, uh, they're a good unit, like, like in a city, do you know what I mean? They're like um, well put together, organised, just know what they're doing. And the festivals itself is fantastic. So, yeah. So to finally wrap up then, do you want to, uh, should we touch on what our collaborative effort is in Pop Cult Chic? Because this, yeah, this is technically a project for Pop Cult Chic, is Loose Lips. Yeah, well, you've kind of taken control on this and I've seen some of the things, I've, I've bobbed in and out of the ones you've been doing uh, in, in, in and out of work. So I have the Paul Foot one and obviously I saw the lab before um, and Chappers and that. So yeah, man, you've, been, you've smashed it to be fair. But I've, I've let you, obviously, you know, you, obviously I know you fill me in and stuff with what you're doing here, but obviously I'll let you just have free reign with this really. Um, but yeah, the studio's coming on, man. I, I've seen, keep seeing pictures of what Roy, Roy has been, um, uh, you know, the additions she put into it, so... Johnny, we've got a good team there now, haven't we? It's a shame, we, shame yeah. obviously, we don't see each other as much now, but uh, time will time will come back. Anyone who's uh, in the group wondering what we're on about, so me and Chad, as we have uh, launched our own online empire, basically, it's called Pop Cult Chic, and it's celebrating culture, so we're going to be looking at amazing moments in all areas of culture, from music, TV, film, fashion, mm. technology throughout all the decades, mainly spouting from 80s, 90s, noughties and current day. So we're looking to just, again, uplift people and remind people that as humanity, we've done some sick stuff and we can celebrate yeah. it. So we're looking to focus on that. And then doing it in different ways as well with podcasts and interviews and uh, documentaries and our own sort of sketches. And we've got a, a unit uh, just outside Leeds City Centre and there's a few of us in, and it's called the Imaginarium, and we're going to be hosting like a lot of creative uh, events from there. So, like, every, basically, it's just going to be like an interactive, interactive hub. But we're also going to have it as a media base as well. So there's green screen there, and yeah, man, it's cool. It's a cool project. Yeah, I mean, we've done some really good stuff. Cause we've been doing it, like what three years now. Um, some of the stuff we've done's been good. I mean, and there's a lot more to come out again. You know. Um, the mint documentaries, you know, we've, we've been involved in that. Um, obviously, the saving thing was cool. We got got off, got off to a really good start with that. Um, obviously, I know you've done stuff with um, uh, what's it called, Pigeon Detectives. Uh, what's it called, Matt and I've side as well. So yeah, I mean, we've done some really good stuff, man. I mean, um, like I said, it you know, we're just at this point where we can focus on it a little bit more between us. Obviously, you've been able to do this in lockdown, which has been good. Um, and obviously regroup and, and obviously do your writing side of it. You got, are you still doing the comedy as well? Yeah, like, I'm still on with my stand-up. Yeah, I've uh, got me two specials in the bank ready to tour, mate, ready to, ready to take it out onto the have world. You, have you written it all, yeah? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I've got the one that I did last year, which is uh, good to go again, and then mm -hmm. I've got a new one, which I was going to sort of subtly launch end of this year, but that's in the bank, and then I've been writing a few short-form bits, which could evolve into long form, so I've got comedy for days, mate, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. But it is new ones. Brilliant. Oh, it's the newest one. Yeah, it is. Brilliant. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, just a quick one. Have you been watching that last dance? The basketball, um, Michael Jordan? No, I'm waiting until they're all released and then I'm just going to bosh them all in. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. I need to watch it just for Dennis Rodman's hairstyles for inspiration. He's not been in it as much yet. It's a bit early for him because he comes in like towards the back end of. I won't spoil it for you, but he comes in towards the back end of Jordan's career. Where it's at the moment, the episodes are early on in Jordan's career. Do you know what I mean? Uh, flashbacks here and there but he's in it a little bit but he's not coming to it proper yet but I'm waiting for that as well hopefully it'll show his end, NWO sort of vibes as well yeah. where he's mixed well, with it, too in me, in me uh, the latest stand-up full special that I've written there's a there's a whole bit dedicated to Dennis Rodman yeah he was I've crazy. done some mad research on that guy that guy that guy's lived the life now that I, guy needs to do a story a I knew how mad he was when I was a kid but you never really because you know being what maybe 10, 11 or whatever you, you do obviously don't sort of understand how mentally Wild is. Wild he was, yeah. Yeah, now obviously you think, well, I'm just a little bit like him, actually. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I never want to dress like like him. Probably won't get away with it either, but yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, he was he was mental, man. But it's a good story, that, yeah, you'll enjoy it. So like I said, but I, I like watching those documentaries for research of how to do these documentaries because I think Netflix, Netflix kill it. Um, Amazon for films, Netflix for documentaries, I think. That's my uh, that's my way of thinking on it. But yeah, no, that's why, that's, that, that's why I that's why um, I mentioned it because I think um, the way I've started to learn about documentaries more is how Netflix piece them together so well and just keep you entertained and through you know you know you just have one episode and it's great and then you move on to the next one it's boring they kind of intertwine the episodes so well. Well, that's, the way that's that the. the, the the way that they did Tiger King, I know Tiger King's like jumped off and it's become a phenom, but a lot of that is how they brought in, teased the next episode, and it just kept evolving and getting more elaborate. But the way, yeah, the way that they, uh, they definitely sync it together, def great storytelling, good Amer examples to base it on. Americans are just, you know, I, I love America, but <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Some of the stuff they go up to is just, it's like, is this actually real? You have to go away and just actually read about it, don't you? Well, like, there's America, there's America, and then there's America. You know what oh, I mean? America. There's America, there's America. I do love it over there, man. But you, you know what? Because it's so big, you, you don't actually see. When you go there, everybody's mint. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, because the country's so big and they've got so many people there, you always see these pockets of craziness. When you're actually there in New York, everybody's mint. You know what I mean? Even though like it's twice the size of London in capacity, probably three times more. I think it's 22 million people live there in New York. It doesn't feel as though it doesn't feel as busy as London. Do you know what I mean? And I went in a peak. I go in peak time sometimes. You just don't, you know, like the, the tubes are not as busy as the London tubes, even though there's more people. It's it's mental how they get away with it, and it's, I think it's a similar size. So God knows how it works or whatever. But it's it's you know it's the best city in the world, New York. And go on it right for yonks, man. I was going. I got told off for going on about it the other day. Uh, 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 with Gav because he was like mate just stop talking about New York I was like I can't mate it's mint every time you've got a programme comes on about New York I just want to talk about it do you know what I mean and I did this geeky thing where last time I went I went on this I just talked went and, and just looked at loads of film locations on my own I couldn't have done that if it was a set of lads but I went to like as good as it gets and obviously the, where the joker on the steps and you know what I mean I'm a proper geek like that but yeah I, I, I love it I, I, you go back it's a bit like Glastonbury in the way that you go back and every time it's different it's just crazy. Yeah, best place on earth, mate, by a mile. That's that's Sydney and Leeds, obviously. Yeah, I'd put Melbourne over. I'd put Melbourne over Sydney, but other than that, yeah, Leeds, Leeds and NY, Leeds and NY. But brother, yeah, that reached end of time at talk, mate. We've we've rattled on for a good fifty-five minutes. Epic, yeah, it's good, mate. Really, thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, hope it goes well. Wait, what's your next one? I'll tune in. Actually, I'm going to go to uh, shop next... first. I'm starving. Next is Craig Crouchman, so he's uh, a videographer, he does our IBE videos, so he's going to be discussing like um, 
step setting up your own business basically and how how to develop your own skills because video that's another thing which again for pop culture sheet which if we strengthen our side which i'll bell you later anyway because i've got a uh, there's some some good development with that but yeah as soon as we're able to be able to create these videos then we've got the world there so yeah. i'm going to sort of uh tap into some uh, information and some pointers from him as well and just to chat about his life yeah man do it yeah we'll give a shout after mate after you finished i'll bell you tomorrow Tomorrow. Now it just feels like it's a call now. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Right, cheers. Yeah, Respect, Chadders. Peace. Yeah, right. There you are. That was Rob Chadwick, a.k.a. Chadders. And, uh, yeah, obviously a lot of people watching in the chat know him, but I wanted to give a bit more of a background into his career, his path, and how he got into it. Because he does do so, even though he's a proper sly one, he's under the radar, you know, like, I know he likes to give this looseness about him, but he's one of the most astute, screwed on people, especially when it comes to, like, his business acronym and um, what he wants to achieve. And his work rate is something that I'm really inspired by and how he manages to juggle so many different operations. So it was good to have a bit of a chat, a bit more on that side of his life. So yeah, thank you everybody. This is Loose Lips, I'm Ben Random, and I will be back in three minutes. Got a quick time for a toilet break. In three minutes, we'll be speaking with Craig Crouchman. So feel free to join me for that. And also, if you want to check any of my other chats, so I've been doing this now for about three, I think this is the fourth week. So there's over 30 chats with the likes of Paul Foot and Chappers, wide range of people. What I want to do is celebrate the different stories of people from all walks of life to raise some optimism for everybody that's watching. So go check them out. Put Pop Cult Chic into youtube and you'll see the back catalogue of all my interviews other than that peace and light to you and yours yeah.